Cause we're talking with T-Bird now Miss T-Bird, you cannot change Oh, Miss T-Bird, you cannot change And things might get pretty strange Yes, that's right. We are back once again. More Talking with T-Bird. This time it's episode number 10 for real. As we are back here. For real, it's number 10. With the survivor bounty hunter. Here she is, Teresa T-Bird Cooper. T-Bird, how are you? Hey, Rob, I'm good. I jumped in there because, yes, this is number 10. And have we got a great one for our 10th show. I'm res- Imagine this. I'm so excited. Hey, so, Rob, I was so excited today that I went ahead and made my popcorn. And then I had, like, nervous energy, so I started eating the popcorn. That was a mistake because, you know, you can't just eat one piece of popcorn. But I hadn't been outside to run mm-hmm. yet, so I had everything backwards because I was just so excited about about Amy today. Yes, Amy Cusack is going to be on the podcast of Survivor Vanuatu, Survivor Micronesia. We're going to get her here on the podcast for the very first time. Yes. Hey, listen, we don't care how we how we don't care how far we have to travel, do we, Rob? As our fantastic guest today shows you, we will travel the globe to get our listeners their favorite survivors. Period. Exclamation point. So, hey, Rob, I actually have three pages of suggestions from the listeners up to this point. So thanks, y'all, for your interest three and your excitement. Three pages of suggestions? Yes. Yes. Of Yes. And then what I do is when I hear... I mean, what do they suggest? Getting, every survivor? Um. Well, I've got... No, actually not. They haven't. Because, you know, we're staying with the OGs, so I'm getting mostly all OGs. But see, when I get repeats... Okay. I put little stars. So today's guest had lots of stars by her name. So y'all keep the keep the suggestions coming. I promise you I'm paying attention to all of them because I'm thinking at this point after our 10th show after today, I think the listeners may be a little bit more excited than you are, Rob, because we were just talking about that, weren't we? Mm hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. See, Rob, come back to me. Come back to me. Yeah. So, you guys, I was telling Rob that when I get a guest lined up, I'm always so excited, like over the moon to tell him. And and I was telling him, it's just like when I, you know, got something for my kids, get, I've got a gift for my kids and I give it to them. And and then the reaction is just like, like throw it down and say, that's not what I wanted, mom. He doesn't say that, but he's really hard to get to for him to show excitement. But I will tell you with this. When I told him we had Amy, I got two thumbs up. That's huge. That is huge. Right, Rob? Yeah. I mean, Tipper, don't undersell my excitement. I mean, this is, uh, you know, podcast closing in on what, like twenty seven fifty for me. Uh, I've talked to, you know, hundreds of survivors. So I can't get up for every single you know, hey, we're going to talk to this person. We're going to talk to this person. I'm excited, but, you know, I, that I can't be as excited as you for every podcast. Oh, OK. 
Oh, well, that makes more sense then, I guess. All right, so Rob, yeah, I want to get straight to our that. fabulous guest. It's just but that you are so excited. I'm excited. My excitement is uh, very high, but your excitement is off the charts that by comparison, it would be impossible for me to do this job and be that excited for every single podcast. Well, I guess you make a good point there. Okay, so mm-hmm. I guess the two yeah. thumbs up was like a big woohoo. That was that was big. Yeah, good, great guest, great great get. Amy Cusack, very excited. I've never had her on the podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't know you'd never had her before. I just knew that we hadn't heard from her in a while. And I know we want to get straight to this fabulous guest today, but quickly, I've got to do a survivor trivia like I like to do before we start, okay. so you can impress all of us with your survivor knowledge. Okay, so Rob, on Survivor fans versus favorites, which our guest today, Amy Cusack, was on. There was quite a number of untimely exits. Can you name the players and what happened to them? Of course you can. Go ahead. Okay. So there was uh, Jonathan Penner uh, that he got. So I got some coral in my knee and it was not a a fun experience. I'll tell you that. Uh, And then there was uh, now Kathy Sleckman. She, I don't know if they call that a, a quit or she had like a uh, mental evacuation. I guess you could go either way uh, there. Uh, and then uh, you also had what James uh, hurt his. Did he hurt his finger there? Uh, yes. So, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Am I, miss, am I missing anybody else? Well, sort of, kind of, but I'm else, really somebody, impressed. Somebody else got somebody else got hurt in that well, season. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Not. Oh, Johnny Fairplay. Absolutely, John yeah. Dalton. Well, that's a controversial one. That's quit. a controversial one. Whether, yeah. Well, he he asked them to vote him out, so that's yeah. That's not a. I'm not. I'm not going to call that a quit. I'm going to say. I mean, it quits when somebody yeah. walks up you and says to, to Probst. Jeff, well, Jeff Probst does, but you don't. But that's that's oh. fine. We can call it. He got voted out. Well, hey, whatever Probst said, I guess it's going to trump whatever I'm saying. So I guess then that's the way it's going to stand. But yeah, four. I mean, can you the, imagine, the, the, Rob? The, you go in. They did technically have a vote. Yeah. Yeah, but so so you and I both know as diehard players, and of course we'll get to this today with Amy. Sometimes you have situations that happen you just can't control, and that comes with people like with Kathy with the psychological trauma that she was experiencing. And I guess with with Johnny Fairplay, I'd say his was probably some psychological trauma as well. So it's it's it was both. when you're sitting at yeah. home watching, it's easy to judge, but. This is a tough, tough game. So we'll talk to Amy about a little bit about that today. So okay, I'm ready. That was right, great. You did a great on- job on that. Yes, thank you, T-Bird. Uh, that's coming up on today's show. Let's thank our sponsor before we get Amy on the line. Those are our friends over at Beachbody On Demand. Beachbody On Demand is the easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts that you can do from the comfort of your living room 24-7. Let's say you're not like uh, Teresa T-Bird Cooper and don't have a treadmill that you can burn all of this energy on before we do the show. Show, B 
Beachbody On Demand is perfect for you because you don't need a lot of equipment to get started exercising from the comfort of your own home. And they've got the best programs out there like P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, the Brazilian Butt Lift, Pio, even a three-week yoga retreat with Vitas Bushkowskis, T-Bird. Whoa! Yeah. I'm loving this Beach Body on Demand. This is a great idea. I could take this on my layovers. Yo, certainly. Yeah, it's right? great. It's great if you travel. You don't have to worry about finding a gym yes. because you can do it from any internet enabled device with a workout as short as 10 minutes that doesn't require any extra equipment, access anywhere, anytime. View on your computer, web enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV. Chromecast and more. Uh, my favorite is Lift Four. I like that one. It's four. It's four days a week, T Bird. Not not. It's not too much, and it's not like uh, like an hour and twenty minutes. That's perfect. That's all you need. Four days a week. Forty minutes. Four days a week. Yeah. That's perfect because when people feel like they've got to get up and do an hour and a half or two hours, they won't do it. But to do yeah. it for forty minutes, that's perfect. There's no excuses. Just do it. The best deal in fitness, T-Bird. Listeners of RJP can try it for free. Go ahead and uh, give it a shot and you can get your free special trial membership when you text the word ROB to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutritional information and support, totally free. Again, text ROB to 303030. 30, you've got nothing to lose but uh, those couple of extra pounds. Give it a shot. Text the word Rob to 30, 30, 30. All right. T-Bird, are you ready to bring in Amy? Okay. You ready, Rob? I'm ready. All right. Amy Cusack is the definition of multifaceted. In her 46 years, she has done many things consisting of, but certainly not limited to, an art student. Barista, nanny, model, actress, survivor castaway two times, and now a tour guide in beautiful Auckland, New Zealand. She posed for Playboy in 1996, but it was eight years later when we would get to see this 5'9", 31-year-old beauty in a bathing suit on season nine of Survivor Vatuatu, where she led an all-female alliance, eliminating three of the last four remaining men. And then we saw her again on season 16, Fans versus Favorites. She is our first female LGBT castaway to compete in multiple seasons, but don't even think about putting any kind of label on this confident, strong, determined, warm, self-assured, and very welcoming woman from Golden, Colorado. I'm quite sure her strong sense of self comes from her mom, Virginia, and her dad, Richard. This self-proclaimed open-hearted woman was blessed to marry her soulmate, Bianca, in May 2016. The more I've learned about this incredible woman since the moment she agreed to chat with us, the more excited I've become and even more excited to get the reaction from her many fans. I don't want to oversell this, Rob, but... I'm going to let the ones that really matter do it for me, the fans. So a couple of things. Uh, Drew at Rachel's Win BB20 tweeted, Day one, favorite female player, feminist icon, great mix between a cold-blooded strategist 
and an emotional character, in total control of her tribe in Vanuatu, and was willing to upset the status quo in fans versus favorites, had two emotional exes that almost made me cry, not gonna lie. And Blakey at Tangle Frost 101 tweeted, So I wrote an article for my blog about my U.S. survivor opinions, and the whole thing ended up about 3,600 words, with a third of that dedicated to why Amy Cusack is my favorite survivor ever. And this last one actually sums up everything about Amy. Daniel, it's a beautiful day. Daniel Depe tweeted, Amy Cusack taught me it was okay to be a strong, independent, lesbian woman. Now, I'd like to introduce our woman of the hour, Amy Cusack. Amy. Amy, you're still there. Hey, Amy. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. (laughs) Well, and I have to say, just to get the record state, it's Amy Cusack. It's like cucumber. People, people sift it up all the time, but my parents make sure that I, I, I get it right. It's Cusack. Cusack. Okay. (laughs) Cusack. Okay. Cusack. Hi, Amy. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Teresa. Amy, how's it going? It's going amazing, Rob. Okay. So, Amy, you are in New Zealand. Uh, we We have that correct? Yes, I'm on a little island called Waiheke Island. Okay, can you tell us how you ended up in New Zealand? Oh, wow. Um, I came to New Zealand, or Aotearoa, as the Maori call it, um, four years ago in the craft beer industry. And I worked in the craft beer industry here for a year and loved it, and then ended up meeting my wife and staying. And (laughs) I've been here now for four years. Okay. What is it like uh, in New Zealand? And we do have a lot of listeners in uh, New Zealand, believe it or not. I definitely believe it. A lot of there's a lot of Survivor fans here. Yes, and they they had their own Survivor New Zealand. Yeah, well, they've done. I think it's, it's two hiatus. seasons. Yes, two seasons. Yes, yes. And one of <laughs> yeah. one of our listeners, uh, Lisa, was the winner of the most recent season. Oh, she's so cool. I really enjoyed watching her. It it was it was a lot of fun watching her. She really I feel like she deserved to win that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh all right. So you are in New Zealand. Are are you ever recognized by Survivor fans in New Zealand? Gosh, it's been so long, but yeah, it has happened actually quite a few times and it's actually saved me on two different flights when the when the people at the ticket counter recognized me and one let me on a flight that she probably shouldn't have because I was so late and the other let me change my name on the ticket because my wife accidentally put her last name and they were going to make me buy a whole new ticket. We were going to uh, Vanuatu and they let me change it. So yeah, I get recognized every now and again. Did you go to visit where you guys played in that season? Yeah, my wife surprised me for my birthday two years ago and took me to Vanuatu, actually took me to the beach where we played. And I ran into a woman that recognized me. Um, Her name's Lily. She was this lovely woman. I saw her out on the beach where we were playing and she showed me where everything was. It was her family's land and we just really had a great connection and she gave me a full tour. We went out on the boat that had the opening the opening shot with all of us on it and went to Ponderosa and relived all that. It's exactly the same. So yeah, it was really cool to go back and see it not in the game. 
Wow, that must have been very surreal for Lily to be walking around on the beach and then look up and say, Amy? <laughs> what? Well, what she said, she goes, oh, you know, woman in the in the blue bikini. I remember you. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing back here? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Did you watch the seasons up to Vanuatu? No, I had, T-Bird, I'd never seen Survivor before I played. I actually really wanted to do the amazing race and had been and had, had got a partner and was ready to go. And then my partner, her mom got sick and she couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anyone else to be my partner that they would accept. And they asked if I would do Survivor. And I said, I've never seen Survivor. So I watched Pearl Islands in one night and I was like, heck, yeah, I'll do Survivor and was in Vanuatu three weeks later. Yeah. Because, yeah, you seem like that you were a natural, that uh, you were, uh, you know, had an amazing run in Survivor Vanuatu. Uh, did you have a game plan coming in? Um, I had zero game plan. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know what happened. Thank God I had Eliza on my tribe because she knew every, like, what was happening next and how it was going. And so for me, it was just more of a mathematical equation. Mm-hmm. And if I could always keep the math on my side, that was pretty much how it worked for me. And I was honest. I told the truth to everyone. So they knew who I was going to vote for, why I was going to vote for them. And they trusted me because they knew if I was going to go for them. And it wasn't until Eliza's vote that I stopped telling people. And then that was when the whole game shifted. Mm-hmm. So you had tried to talk Eliza into voting out Twyla and Scout, right? And then instead, it kind of got flipped around. Is that how it happened? No, no. Uh, Twyla and Scout tried talking me into voting out Eliza, which I didn't want to do, but I figured they were my alliance, and so I should go with them. And then that's when Twyla and Scout um, backstabbed me and went the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you kept in touch with uh, a lot of the people from your cast? Because I feel like that over the years, I've seen a a lot of pictures of you with different uh, people from Vanuatu. I actually have made some of the best friends in my life. My closest friends are from Survivor. Leanne, Julie, Eliza, I've stayed really close to. I still talk to Twyla every now and again. Um, Mikey B from Fans vs. Favorites is my number one go-to human being (laughs) when it comes to friends. So I feel like I've just made the best friends in the world. It's like, as you both know, the experience that you share with these people is like nothing else in the world. Mm -hmm. Now your season, uh, which was uh, the same as my season, it was uh, the battle of the sexes, uh, the uh, men versus the women that you seem to uh, really take to that and to have, uh, you know, really go be, have a women's alliance that was stronger than anything the women in my season were able to uh, put together. Uh, was uh, that important to you to get the women's alliance started and to make it happen in that season? Rob, I cannot tell you how happy I was when they separated us into men and women, mm-hmm. because then I knew that like, the girls flirting with the boys. And it was like such a different feeling than fans versus favorites, just having all women on our tribe. And I just, I work well with women. I really, really was super stoked to be there with all of those super cool women. And I really felt like had we stuck to women only. And I had, I, I voted out Chris before 
Eliza and just stuck to it, it would have been amazing, but didn't turn out that way. And I felt, I felt bad for Lori, Chris's fiance in their challenge. And I was like, Oh no, maybe we could wait one more vote. So Lori doesn't think it's her fault for the rest of her life that Chris got voted out and look how that worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there were a ton of really great moments, uh, in that season and, and, uh, to ask you about in, uh, Micronesia, um, if, uh, you don't mind us, uh, bouncing around, uh, could you tell us about from your perspective, uh, after the swap in your season where Bubba was, uh, trying to ask for the, uh, the, the other tribe to throw the challenge, uh, in front of you? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't. I remember I saying something about Michael Jordan and would Michael Jordan do that? <laughs> pretty funny um comparison. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I saw him do that, I was like, oh no, oh absolutely not. We that's not going to happen. And I just wanted to keep the lines very like I really love Bubba and Rory and had a great time with those guys and Sard. Like all of them, they're amazing people. I had a mission and yeah, the second I saw that, I'm like, well, Bubba's next. That'll make it easy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the final six. I think this is probably the strongest final six. Went, well, there were seven counting Chris, but I'm talking about the other six from Leanne and you, Julie, Eliza, Scout and Twyla. I don't think there's been such strong, strong, impressive women that far at the end. Rob, can you remember in all these seasons to have any more impressive than those six I just named? Well, I don't think there's many other seasons where you get six uh, out of the last seven are, are all women. Uh, Survivor One World, uh, I think that you still had, uh, I think Troyzan might have been seven in that season. So uh, I, I don't think that you've ever had that many women uh, down at the end. Well, Kim did it. I have to say that Kim, Kim, she, she did what I couldn't do. And, and I'd have to say, she's like my survivor hero. Mm -hmm. I really, I really respect her gameplay because she, she made it happen. And I just wish we could have made it happen, but I love Chris and it all worked out for the best. And yeah, yeah. God, you can't have regrets. Can you? I mean, do you ever sit there and just think, what if, what if it's so just, torturous (laughs) rob and i've had this conversation and looking at the list of 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 you at the end of you guys at the end of vanuatu can a mom slash more mature older woman win the game did you or have you been following any of these last seasons amy yeah i've been watching every season but it's kind of spotty here because we don't get it the same time that you do so i go to one of my friends house here who has um illegal internet (laughs) Mm -hmm. she and i watch all the survivors together and yeah i definitely think an older woman with yeah of course that's i mean it's happened like why not well i mean you in my opinion you make me say absolutely definitely yes i mean you're what now 40 are you in your 40s now yeah 46 46 are you're 46 but i could absolutely see you out there again and the way you played the first time, I could see you, you know, being able to take it to the end and win. Because, you know, Rob, we talked about that. I just think it, it's, it's the player, not the age. It's just oh, how the definitely. person plays. Yeah. Well, 
I just remember at the time being so impressed with your game. Uh, and I really feel like that you were the you should have won person from your season. I, I remember I, I was at the finale of that, uh, of that. And that was like the last finale that they invited all of the survivors uh, to. Then they start, they stopped making such a big deal after that night. And I, I remember it well, but I, I just remember feeling like, uh, wow, a- Amy is the star of the season. Oh, Rob. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. I think, I think there was a lot of really big personalities, though. I mean, there were so many people that people just haven't forgotten, like Eliza and Twyla and Jude. Like, there's just so many in that season of just really standout personalities. Like, I totally appreciate that. But if you look at each individual, there were just so many. I loved the people I got cast with, like, that I played with. They were they're awesome like i still follow dolly on instagram and she's just this bright little shine she's like snow white or cinderella or something Mm -hmm. and yeah i just think so many of the players had such big personalities and were really cool people and that's why quite a few of them have become my my dear friends I think that though, in some ways that you were like the first of an archetype where that you were as a, you know, a, a strong, you know, a female leader who was, uh, you know, didn't play the game the same way that somebody like uh, Tina was sort of like, you know, you know, uh, under the radar. You were not under the radar. <laughs> no, I definitely. The one thing I definitely was not was under the radar. I think I was, yeah, I was right out front there. And that's what I, that's how come I felt like my gameplay, I don't know how it would work now because I think the players have evolved in their gameplay so much, but because I was so honest and I, I made my, my votes make sense. Like this makes sense. Twyla and Mia were fighting and Mia said, well, I don't want to spend one more night with you, Twyla. And I was like, well, that makes sense, right? Everybody, she doesn't want to be here one more night. So we should vote for Mia. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, like we all want to be here, right? Like we're all excited to be here, whether we don't get along with everyone or not. We want to be here. But Mia has said she doesn't want to be here. Or if someone complained or if someone said, oh, I'm so hungry, just what I wish I had a cheeseburger, it'd be like, oh, well, that we can work that out for you. No problem at all. <laughs> and it just made sense. <laughs> Hey, you know what? And the DVD cover. So, Rob, do you remember the DVD cover of um, <laughs> I, I can't say that I've I've committed it to memory. <laughs> All right. Well, I bet you Amy knows it. It's got the six characters we're talking about right there: Eliza, Chris, Twyla, Julie. Amy's right under Chris and Scout. I mean, all of them have the same. Their pictures are as big as Chris's. So, you know, they all left. They all made statements on that season. That's for sure. Did you buy a copy of it, Amy? Yeah, actually, um, after I got married, um, my wife really wanted to see it. So we bought a copy and watched it together. And I hadn't watched it in probably 10 years. And it was really fun watching it with her. And I cringed quite a few times, but it was really cool um, seeing it again and, and, and watching it with her because I care about her so much. So it was really interesting to see what her reaction was to it. and. Yeah, it was it was cool. Were there any things that happened that you had forgotten about? Um, no, no, it's that that that's kind of a hard thing to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was, there were things that I thought in my mind were on the DVD, but they weren't, they were just in my mind. Yeah. And there was stuff that I wish that there was more of like the night that we got to spend with the tribe in Vanuatu. Mm -hmm. Like I wish I could watch that entire night just, (laughs) just by itself because it was such a special and life-changing moment for me. Now, was that the opening ceremony or there was a different night? No, um, Eliza, Chad, Chris and I won um, a challenge and we got to go spend the night in uh, in a well at a tribal ceremony for a wedding between two different tribes. And we got to experience the wedding with them. And they did. They call it here. They call it a hungi. I don't know what they call it in Vanuatu, but it's an underground like um, feast where you bait, you cook it underground with mm-hmm. hot rocks. Yeah. And we brought a pig with us on an airplane, on a boat, and then brought the pig to them that we'd had to take care of for, I think, four or five days. Mm -hmm. And they proceeded to make him dinner that night. Yeah. And, but it was really just beautiful. We got to sing with them and prepare the food with them. And at the end of the night, Eliza and I were sitting with the women because it's very, it's very sexist, but um, we were sitting with the women and the women asked if we would stay forever and there was something in me that just wanted to be like yeah of course like i don't need to finish the show i'm just gonna stay here with this tribe sleeping on the side of a volcano and these people are so beautiful like yes i i'll stay but obviously that didn't happen did you have any kava that night yes as a matter of fact i had um, is is, is that when chad did chad have the kava also and then got really (laughs) drunk Poor Chad, yes. Well, it must have been so different for him, like having the kava and just like not having the balance. I mean, he's got great balance. What am I saying? Um, No, no, it just affected him differently, I think, because I felt like I was singing to them. Like we didn't speak the same language. And I was singing, singing in the rain. And they just were laughing at me and I was feeling no pain. Mm -hmm. I was happy as. Yeah. Now, you guys went through an earthquake during uh, that season. Was that as big of a deal as it was portrayed on the show? Um, yeah, it was crazy. I'd never experienced an earthquake before, and I think it was like an 8.2. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a big one. And I just remember looking up and Scout was taking a bath in the creek <laughs> underneath coconut trees. And I was like, oh, my God. I like in my mind literally thought about running up and throwing her over my shoulder and running her out to the beach. Um, but you could see the land moving. And I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like expecting the earth to crack open and all of us to get swallowed in. Um, yeah, it was a really big deal. And you could see by the look on Leanne's face that it was pretty intense. Like it wasn't just a little rumble. It was like the earth was a waterbed. So, yeah, it definitely had a lasting impact on me for sure. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple of things in common. I was going to mention um, about with Africa. This is kind of neat. This is really neat. I know you and Leanne worked really well together, but your tribe was kind of divided between youth and the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That happened straight away. It was uh, a lot of the girls were out on the beach playing and were like trying to build a shelter. And I mean, everybody's different, has different ways of of being. And it's just that there were a group of us that knew how important it was to get the shelter done. And it was kind of frustrating not having, and, and they did help. They did, they did help. It wasn't like 
they were just sitting there doing nothing and we were doing all the building. It's just that they weren't working as hard as we were. And I don't think they realized how important it was because with youth comes less experience. So maybe they hadn't been camping. Maybe they hadn't had to struggle. They hadn't been cold. (laughs) We, I, I think as you go through life, you understand more and more of what those things are and you don't want to do them. So that's why it just, it was a, a very obvious divide. Coming out of that divide uh, that you guys had a, uh, a very memorable tribal council where that there were the, uh, the two sides with Dolly in the middle and she was uh, the swing vote. And this is one of my favorite things that happens on Survivor. Uh, it was ultimately Dolly who went home on that first time that you guys went to tribal council. Yeah, that was such a shock because really had she voted with the younger group, that would have been, I wouldn't say the end because I could have fit in to either side, I think. But um, that was really kind of the nail on their coffin because the numbers were now, I mean, now they were on our side. And having Eliza scared most of the time, like kept the voting a little bit more interesting. Yeah. What was your relationship like with uh, Scout and Twyla during the season? Oh, wow. Um, during the season, it was, it was good. It was like, they were cool. They were, I, I, I really related to Twyla because I grew up on a farm and she was a real hard worker and real down to earth, like hardcore. Like I'm used to being around tough, tough women that get stuff done. And she was a lot like that. And Scout was just kind of like our elder (laughs) and I really, really got along with them until they flipped. And then it was the weirdest thing. They went from like loving me to absolutely evil. It was, there was a moment where Scout like hissed at me (laughs) and I was just like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And yeah, yeah. it, It shifted after that. And it actually took quite a while for me to be friends with Scout again. I don't know why so much Scout than, than Twyla, but um, yeah, it took a while. It's all good now. <laughs> I, I know also you butted heads with Rory during the season. Uh, what was that like uh, playing with Rory? <laughs> I absolutely loved Rory. I mean, we didn't butt heads. He was just, he was a comic. Like, oh, you all treating me like a slave around camp. I was like, Rory, what are he and I were actually really close and yeah. he and I would go out and gather food together and all of that stuff. And, and he would, I think he would dramatize it a little bit more about his, his relationship with me and that it was a little bit more turbulent than it actually was. Cause I really actually liked him a lot. I still do. Yeah. He was very fun on the show. <laughs> hey, Amy. So I was also mentioned to you. So you got cast. Do you know who um, Kelly Goldsmith is from Africa? Kelly, is she blonde? You remember Kelly G? Yeah, she's yeah, the one, she's yeah, the one that yeah, cast I remember you. Her, yep. She cast you for Vanuatu. Really? Yes. Is that crazy? So you had mentioned about sending in, I guess you sent in your tape for Amazing Race, right? No, I actually didn't send it in. I used to model for Venus Swimwear. And um, the people that I worked with um, knew the people who did Amazing Race. And so they actually asked us to do it which I was so excited about. Like I loved the amazing race. I mean, now I'm so thankful that I, that I did survivor, not amazing race because the passion that I have for survivor is 
so deep <laughs> and it's way more me than amazing race. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that it worked that way, but yeah. How did she, how did that happen? T-Bird? What, like, how did that happen? Okay. Well, she, she was supposed to go on all stars really quickly. I'll tell you this. She was supposed to go on all stars the day before or the day of she found out she wasn't going, but she'd already quit her job. And that casting felt so, so badly about it that they hire her in casting. So she was in casting and she actually, you know, she cast you, Julie Berry, Brooke Garrity, and Brady Fenta were her four people that got cast. And that's, you know, Aww. how they, they pitched the, yes. And this is what she said. She said that you are lovely and very cool. And this is what she remembers about you. She remembers that you have tattoos with white ink. <laughs> yes, I is do. True? Quite a few of is them. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Tattoos I, I, with white ink. She remembered that. Okay, so I talked to her today. So she remembered that from what, 15 years ago? How cool <laughs> so you were and that you have tattoos with white ink. So there you go. Had to tell you that. Oh, I'll have to thank her someday. <laughs> is that very rare? Tattoos with white ink? I don't think a lot of people, I, th I think they're more common now, but back then, I, I had never met anybody else that had 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 them. I just really appreciate the white ink because it's kind of like more for me than for everybody else. Cause you really have to be paying attention to notice them. Mm -hmm. But I've since gotten what? Three more <laughs> white ink tattoos. So Amy, so, so you're a fan of amazing race. Did you watch your friend Eliza and Corinne in the amazing race? Well, we don't, we did, haven't gotten it here yet. It hasn't been released here in New Zealand don't yet. Spoil and it T-Bird. Yeah, don't spoil it. I mean, I kind of know a little bit. I kind of know a little bit about what what happens, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. So you do you wish you could have been her race partner after you got to play with her twice? How do you think y'all would have done as partners on Amazing Race? Um, I well, she and I had always talked about it. She and I had always always talked about it because we were on both seasons together, and I think we're a really good balance because she's just smart. She's just a smart, smart woman. And I really, I think, help her with stuff that she gets nervous or scared with. And we're just a great balance in that way. And I really trust her. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think she and I would have done really well together. That's interesting. Because, uh, yeah, that, uh, she went with Corinne, who she hadn't ever been on a show with. Uh, and, uh, you, you and she both, uh, went to, uh, both of your seasons, uh, that's, uh, a, uh, good segue to talk a little bit about, uh, Survivor Micronesia. Were, were you guys in communication before you guys went to go play in that season? Did you both know that you were going back for that season? Um, the thing is, is, you know, with Survivor, you, you want to do it. Yeah. Like you don't want to risk any chance of not being able to do it. So she and I both were just like, are you going for a bike trip next month? And I was like, yep, going for a bike trip. And she's like, okay, cool. Me too. And that was the end of the conversation pretty much. Yeah. Because neither one of us wanted to jeopardize right. our chances of going. And we didn't want to have, we, we just didn't, it wasn't worth it. We right. both wanted to be there. So that was the extent of our conversation before we went. And she's been one of my best friends for 15 years. And, and we both knew that of course we would have each other's backs there. Like, yeah, of course I would have her back. Yeah. 
Well, I understand how that goes. Uh, that when I was getting ready to go on the All Stars, that I was, uh, I, you know, very coy about everything. But I was talking with Jenna Marasco, who was the winner from my season, and it was like in the fall and right around like uh, I think we were leaving like the twenty eighth uh of october and i remember like having a conversation like just like sort of like getting like uh feeling each other out like uh so are you doing anything for halloween i was like well i'm thinking you know i might be a survivor for halloween this year like oh really oh me too uh and ethan might be a survivor for halloween this year oh okay interesting so yeah talking code in case yeah, you're listening, I mean, you get it. At that point, you actually think that Survivor has got like your house tapped and your phone tapped. Like the casting is just like yeah. knows everything about you, and you don't want to jeopardize it. It's such an amazing experience that you don't want to jeopardize it. So I totally get the code talk. Yeah, Amy, how much did that mean for you to be brought back for fans versus favorites? Oh my gosh, what an honor! It was such an honor. I was so excited. It was a really tough time for me. Um, like I didn't, yeah, it was a really tough time for me right a couple weeks before I was meant to leave, but I, I wanted to play so bad and I, I just felt like honored to be chosen as a favorite for sure. Like to be a favorite, like what? Yeah. Shocked too. <laughs> and you showed up there on this favorites group, but there were people there that you had never seen before. Could you talk a little bit about what, what that was like? I'm trying to think of who I hadn't seen. I'd never seen Parvati before. Right. I'd never seen Amanda before. Yeah. But so James and Amanda, their their season had not aired on TV yet. Yeah, I guess I hadn't seen James before either. But well, no, hadn't their, their season had aired? Did, oh, it had did just it, finished. Oh, it just it just started. Yeah, something like maybe it just started because I remember seeing him and then seeing him in person, and I was like, oh. Damn. Yeah, because you guys filmed that one in the. <laughs> that was back when they used to film the Survivor seasons in the in, in the fall and in the spring. So I guess that their season probably just started airing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It had just started, and we we didn't know who won or anything, and we kept trying to get it out of them. So yeah, it had just started. Yeah, and I, I was I'll, probably like three episodes in, four episodes in. And this is only like burned in my brain because I remember uh, that I was there the night that Danny Bonaducci power bombed Fair Play, uh, and that was like uh, <laughs> right around like uh, like late September. So and it was it was like right before you guys ended up leaving for that one, and so that's why I remember it being in the fall when you guys played. Yep. Yep. That I, that was a very memorable moment. And poor, poor fair play, man, his face was messed up. And I know he was in a lot of pain during your season and having to eat coconut, like try eating coconut with two bashed in front teeth, like <laughs> didn't go well for him. Yeah, not that good. Uh, but once again, uh, I guess similar to what was going on in Vanuatu, that you guys uh, were a tribe of nine that was sort of split down the middle with uh, Suri. It was oh no, you, you it was ten, and then it, and then it became a tribe of nine with uh, Suri being sort of the, the swing vote in the middle, similar to Dolly, except that you guys uh, didn't all decide to vote out Suri. Yeah, yeah, that would have. Yeah, it had it gone because Eliza and I both wanted to get rid of Parvati. Yeah. Like we could couples. see the danger that she was. Like it made so much sense. She's like bright and bubbly and happy and everybody loves her and the boys are all like swooning and we should get rid of her. Like we could 
Eliza and I can both just like, that's obviously the best vote. And it was the best vote. It just didn't happen. Amy, I had rewatched that season a couple of years ago, and I, I was really just taken away. I'd forgotten about how dramatic it got uh, at that vote where Yao Man, who was in your alliance, ultimately goes home, where Sari is sort of in the middle and both sides are trying to get Sari to come with them. And her and Penner really got into it that day and then at that tribal council. What, what was that like uh, going through all that? God, it's so crazy, Rob, because I haven't watched that season again. Yeah. That was, like I said, a really hard. I spent most of that season crying. <laughs> and um, and so I don't remember a lot of it. So I don't remember them fighting, really. I don't. I really should watch it. Again. I, I'd actually love to watch it again. It's just um, I, I'm, I'm I've said it in a few other interviews. But right before I left for that season, a lifelong friend that. I actually was dating for a bit. He was my mom's best friend's son. He and I had been dating and he was having a really hard time. Just a beautiful human being, six foot eight and so kind and gentle. Um, He was having a hard time. And my parents sent him back home to Canada. And after they sent him home, it was really devastating for me. I just knew that he needed to be around his family. Um, He passed away two weeks before I left Um, and still there's questions behind of what happened exactly, but it was really devastating for me. Yeah. And I thought I was a lot stronger than I was. Like I thought I can just play. It's fine. I'll just like put that out of my mind for now. And I'll deal with that when I get back. And, and it's impossible in survivor. Like you're stripped down to your like most basic raw emotions and feelings. And you are a hundred percent just naked. And I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't focus. It was just, it was just constantly right, right there. And so playing that season was a lot harder for me Mm -hmm. and a lot more detached. I found myself like saying the same things I said in Vanuatu and doing some of the same things that, that other people had done. And it was a huge mistake. Like, and I knew it was mistakes and I did it anyway. So it was, whole different gameplay for me in in Micronesia. Yeah, well, I'm really sorry to hear about all that. That, that, that was not something that uh, I had ever known. Yeah, well, and I didn't want CBS to know about it. I kept it really quiet because I didn't want them to say, oh, well, she's not really in a stable place to be doing this, which I think that they probably would have. Um, and I think that I probably should have, but I wasn't sure. What if they never asked me to play again? And I missed that opportunity. It's such an honor to play the game. And I didn't want that to pass me by. Mm-hmm. Amy, Rob and I were talking about this before we, we got you on the, on the talk today um, about how emotional the game is. And so, you know, I know you, like you just said, I, I feel like, and you think, you would have stayed in the game a lot longer if your head had been in the game. And that was the same thing. And even you mentioned it with fair play talking about the pain he was in. And even with, with Kathy Slackman, whatever the, the trauma she was going through that, you know, there's so much going on out there that if you're not all there, um, and, and of course you point that out clearly, I was going to ask you, but of course I'm not now, if it was important to you since you were three days away from making the jury, but I'm sure with everything going on in your, in your, your mind and in your heart, that was not, it, it just probably, it didn't matter. 
Yeah, well, no, it I, it definitely mattered. Like I wanted, I wanted to stay the whole game, and I wanted to. You were to fighting win. tooth like, and nail to make it to the jury. Yeah, no, I it was like, I wanted to win. Like you don't play Survivor and not want to win. Like <laughs> why be there? Um, but it just, it just got so over. There was one tribal council where I, I just couldn't stop crying. And Jeff said to me, he's like, Amy, stop crying. And I, I just couldn't. I could, like, I, there was nothing in me that could stop me from crying. It was just so overwhelming. And you're out there with the people that you're out there with and they become your support system. And so when they aren't with you and, and then having that emotional pain just under the skin, it feels 10 times more devastating because if I would have gone in there in my full strength and my just normal self, I would have been like able to have a conversation and talk <laughs> about it instead of just cry and crying never gets you. just doesn't get you anywhere in survivor. That's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what kind of relationship did you have with Suri? I know you ended up uh, being uh, the, the, on the opposite end of the way that she went, but then you guys uh, spent time together after the swap. Did you guys become friends? Oh, Suri is so cool. I remember a point in the game where I had found like a crab, I don't know, colony. <laughs> mm-hmm. These beautiful crabs that if we got up at, at sunrise, I could bring back seven or eight crabs and they were big and delicious and she and i would go and do that together i think they were playing psycho music while while we were doing it <laughs> um i do remember that part um but we'd go out with a machete at sunrise and get crabs together and just share stories i really think suri's i really love suri yeah did you watch her play in her future seasons yeah i've watched every season since since um micronesia it's just being traveling and all that they kind of get mixed together but i did watch her in what which one was it it was with ozzy yeah the game changers yeah yeah i did watch that one yeah um were you surprised to see uh suri and ozzy back uh working together at some point during that season no i no not at all i think with each game like the chemistry shifts and where, where in the game before you might not have not, not, might not have related or after watching someone else play, you might shift your opinion. I mean, it's just each game is different. Each game is completely different and chemistry, chemistry can change like Johnny Fairplay. Oh my God. I absolutely hated and despised despised Johnny Fairplay. Mm-hmm. Like I told him if he got within 11 feet and I don't know why it chose 11 feet of me at our finale, the Vanuatu finale that you were at Rob. Yes. I told him if he got within 11 feet of me, I would kill him. And I was not joking. Like I, it's not like I'm just going to punch you. I'm, I'm actually going to kill you. So do not come near me. Yeah. <laughs> and that held up for a couple of years. And then I don't remember when it shifted but I met him and he, he'd like something about him had changed. Yeah. And he, he had just become more of a person to me. And then I actually got to know him and he's a really smart, really cool person. (laughs) And I ended up going to his wedding after the show. So yeah, I think it can always change. So I wasn't shocked at all to see them playing together. Were you proud of uh, what the women of that season who made it down to the end were able to accomplish in that season? 
Well, no, because I wasn't there. So, <laughs> um, I was really, really, really impressed with the um, <laughs> with the Eric move. Yes. Like, oh, who who does that? That's just like that's some magic right there. So that move, yes, I thought they were pretty on point. Mm-hmm. So you said, um, Amy, that you think you kind of play. You, you remind yourself of Kim, or she reminds you of your play. How do you think Kim would do if she played again? How do you think Parvati would do if she played again? Well, I don't really know Kim and how she plays um, just because I've never played with her. Because you can't really you you can't really get an idea of someone's gameplay unless you play with them. Um, I would love to play with Kim because I think she and I would be a great team. Um, Parvati is amazing. She just makes things fun. She's sneaky. But she makes things fun. So it's like you're not suffering. You're playing dress up. You're doing dances. You're having silly things to say. And like she's just a fun person. She's beautiful. So why wouldn't you want her around? She's easy on the eyes, too. <laughs> Can you talk about uh, your experience going to uh, Exile Island? Oh, my God. <laughs> Exile Island. So both seasons, I brought a dress. And my dress always had like a a line, a liner in it. So I could pull my dress up over my shoulders and have like a poncho and, and stay warm. Well, going with Kathy to exile Island, she didn't have any clothes really. And it was pouring down rain and freezing cold. So I shared my dress with her. So I was freezing. And then the whole night she just was sad and kept talking about her daughter and how horrible things were. And Oh my God. I like wanted to go to someplace worse than Exile Island just without Kathy because it was like torture. God bless her. She's such a sweet woman. But that, that night was, yeah, that was not a fun night. Yeah. So you weren't surprised when uh, you had heard that she left the game? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I was just, the thing was, is that she had been trying for what? So many years, like nine times, I think she tried to get on to Survivor. Nine years she tried, so that's 18 times. And um, she finally gets on, and and due to circumstances un, unknown to me, like like mm-hmm. details, yeah. um, she ends up quitting. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't. Like, she's, she wanted it so bad, and she was such a big fan of the show that it was it just goes to show you that you really have no idea the mental and physical the toll it takes on you until you're actually doing it like people sit at home and like god toughen up why don't you just do this or do like you don't know you have no idea mm-hmm. you have no idea until you actually do it yeah that's true amy do you have any good penner stories from your time in micronesia well penner's just like a character a full blown <laughs> character he's just such a loving loving man Amy, but, um, i appreciate I, that <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> appreciate it get it out of here and if it wasn't for sari we would have run that game <laughs> oh penner oh my god how did i get so lucky yo man Good should job, still Rob. be here <laughs> yes seriously right uh uh God. Oh my gosh, it's so great to hear your voice. I think about you all the time. <laughs> what, what could have been if it wasn't for me hurting my knee? 
I know it's because you went off on that adventure and decided to. That's very, that's very emotional. That part where Penner is uh, medevaced. Also, they tell him he can't, he can't say anything. Well, you guys had that crazy challenge where uh, everybody had to like run through the like tied together the famous four Joel and Chet, uh, where Chet was being dragged. I think that's, (laughs) I think that's what uh, Penner uh, hurt his knee in that challenge. I think. Well, I no, I heard. Well, I definitely, I blew my knee out in that challenge. Yeah, I, I, I don't I think know that if that's, that's when. Tenor... I, yeah, I think that that's what because they were like sharp sticks, right? Well, for me, it wasn't. For me, it wasn't the sharp stick thing. But um, I, I don't, I, I don't know for sure. I, I literally tore my ACL meniscus in half. So I really, everyone else's injuries in that same for, challenge. Yeah, it, everyone else's injuries were kind of like not on my mind after that because I couldn't walk after that pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so it, it wasn't as hilarious uh, in the real life when Chet was being dragged <laughs> through the obstacle course. No. no, in real life, it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> but watching it on TV, you couldn't help but laugh. I mean, because we knew Chet was OK, but oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, truck. Joel. <laughs> Uh, T-Bird, they had to go through the obstacle course tied to each other, and there was uh, one one of the guys uh, was uh, dragging another contestant through uh, and was not concerned with the safety of Chet. At all. No, he wasn't concerned at all. What do you know? He was, he was nothing more than uh, a piece of meat tied to his string. Well, who was it? Who was pulling him? Joel. Who was pulling Joel? Joel. Truck. We used to call him Truck. Truck. Yeah. Yeah, that was that whole challenge was just I think Parvati got a black eye or something and a lot of people I got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was not a fun challenge. <laughs> and, but you know what was really fun is after that was um when I had surgery. I had surgery twice on my knee after that. Mm-hmm. And people asking me what happened and I would just like at the grocery store or whatever, oh, what happened? Well, I was tied to a woman running through the jungle chasing two men tied to each other and i was jumping over a log and broke my knee <laughs> they're just like what mm-hmm. no that, that's a true story <laughs> and you can google it youtube it you can see it <laughs> exactly that's right <laughs> it's exactly. for a good story it makes for a great story yeah yeah it was, it was better than anything i could make up Amy, what kind of relationship did you have with uh chris who ultimately went on to win in vanuatu um he's cool yeah yeah um he's just funny he's he and julie were got really really close on the show i just never really got i never really got super close to him Mm -hmm. um julie had had time with the with the guys on the other island and yeah i i think more what really pulled my heartstrings with him was laurie his his fiance who showed up to do the partners challenge Mm -hmm. and seeing her and how much she just loved him and how important this all was to both of them. That really connected me to him. Yeah. Speaking of the loved ones challenge that correct me if I'm wrong, but you also, you, you had a historic visit from the loved ones challenge, right? That didn't, you had the woman that you were in a relationship with at the time came to visit you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, My girlfriend at the time, Chrissy was there and she came and competed with me and we won and, there was a huge, a huge conversation about would it be CBS's first female 
partnership kiss um, in on TV? Like, was our kiss going to be the first one? And it, there was waited, and it was on Thanksgiving Day, and it was such a big deal on whether or not they were going to show it. And they didn't. Ultimately, they didn't show it. But yeah, it was a it was a big deal. Yeah. And you were the, you know, uh, first, uh, you know, uh, same sex relationship uh, loved ones visit, correct? Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, I believe so. I mean, I'm, uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody along the way, what? but I believe. Uh, does that does that sound right? It, it could be. I have no idea. I'll have to Google it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but I think uh, that I want I want to give you the uh, the credit for that. No. Well, thanks. I'll take it. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Trailblazer. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. She is a Trailblazer. So another Trailblazer. I wanted to get your opinion if you were able to see Millennials versus Gen X, and of course, and then Game Changers, where Zeke Smith was on. The first transgender. Yeah, I, yeah I, did, did you? I did. I did see that, which was awesome. Like everyone should play the game. It shouldn't matter anything about who, like who you are, or what color you are, who you like. Everyone should be able to play. Why not? Like I, I guess to me, yeah, I mean, my whole really, life I, is like that. So it 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 didn't seem like oh wow, like oh my gosh, wow. But in reality, the fact that it was happening and that that it was it was a big deal especially for lgbt um family like just to see someone that you could relate to up there was amazing heck yeah yes definitely i agree with you on that have you been asked to play again and would you play again um i haven't been asked to play again since fans versus favorites um i feel like my performance in that was just so bad that they would never ask me again. Um, but heck yeah, of course I would play again. I would play until I was 90. Mm-hmm. It's just such an interesting and unique experience. And the survivor family is something that I really respect. And like everyone there, it's, it's people, the number one thing that people always ask you, well, is it real? And it's like, this this TV show couldn't be going on for as long as it was without anyone spilling the beans or talking like, oh, yeah, uh, they give us cheeseburgers. Like, it wouldn't happen. Of course it's real. Like, it's as real as it possibly can be. And, and I have a lot of respect for that. The integrity of the game is top-notch. And that's one of the things that I love so much about it and why I enjoy playing it so much. You know... I always say to anybody who will listen, I think that one of the real underrated survivor players of all time is somebody from your season in Julie Berry. I, I feel like that Julie uh, never got the credit for being a, a, a great player, but I feel like that uh, she was just scratching the surface in Vanuatu of what she could have done. Well, definitely. She's such a people person and she's smart. And I mean, she, she won the ultimate game. She ended up dating Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so she got the grand prize. Um, well, actually he got the grand prize. Um, yeah, she would, she would have been great. I think she was just in some unfortunate situations where it didn't allow her to really play to her full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's a rock star. I love her. She's beautiful and smart and not anything you bad you can say about Julie. Mm-hmm. I think actually she's very similar to Parvati. 
Well, that's what I, uh, you know, have sort of, uh, you know, theorized over the years of that, that. You know, I think that she could have gone on and and done what Parvati ultimately uh, went on and did. Yeah, I think she could have too. But I think her relationship with Chris was a little too, um, like, skewed her game a little bit too much because he ultimately played the game and voted her right, off. Right. And I think that's, that's, she could have done the same same thing and voted him off, but. That's fair that maybe like Parvati just has like the stone cold killer part to her that uh, Julie, (laughs) that Julie doesn't have that part. She's too nice. (laughs) Well, I think it's especially when it comes to Chris, because she has such a soft spot. I think Chris and Chad are her like ultimate humans from the season. And, and you can't, you can't pay a million dollars for relationships like that. Right. I interviewed her, uh, this is a long time ago, and she was still saying, you know, Chris is part of her spirit family. Yeah, yeah. I could see that, because hanging out with Julie as much as I do, like, she's come here, her and Eliza and Mikey B and Leanne all came here and stayed in New Zealand with me for a month. And the whole time she was here, I never saw her laugh the way that she laughs when she's with Chris and Chad. Mm-hmm. There is like this guttural bellowing laugh that comes from her when she's with those two. Yeah. And it's beautiful to watch. Like, it's like watching the best movie. Like, I'm happy, which I'm not usually ever happy to be quiet, but I'm happy just to sit and watch because it's like a ballet. It's amazing. Do you think Julie will ever play again with the relationship we ha- she had with Probes, or is that probably not going to happen? Because it sounds like she might be a great one to watch play again. Um, I would love to see Julie play again, but I doubt, I doubt, who knows? I mean, I don't know how it works behind the scenes. Um, I don't, I don't think that she'd be able to, but who knows? Like I said, I have no idea. Yeah. What do you think about that, Rob? Uh, I think probably not while Jeff is the host of the show. If there is a uh, version of Survivor that exists one day where Jeff says, you know, I'm going to I've done this many seasons and I want to ride off into the sunset. And, you know, the powers that be at that time think that she's a good person to come back. Then uh, maybe in that scenario. You know what, Rob? I think she's in Australia right now. And I have to tell you, I've really loved watching uh, Survivor Australia. Oh. They, their challenges are cool. Yes. Like, I, their gameplay is cool. I would love to play there, but I could see Julie playing Survivor in Australia. Yes, sure. like like Russell did. Yeah, Russell sucks, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are you watching this current season? Tell us how season? you really feel. Um, are the Survivor Australia? Yes. Uh, we don't get it yet. Oh, okay. We'll be getting it. We'll be getting it soon, but just being on this little tiny... Uh, pretty much island in the middle of nowhere. We we don't get things in the same time as everybody okay. else. You're, you're in for a treat. It's a fun. It's a fun season. I I, oh, I, I just can't got wait. caught up. Don't spoil it. I just I, I won't spoil it. I, I just got caught up. They're only don't at the merge it, right Rob. now. Don't spoil uh, it, Rob. Don't spoil it. I'm not I'm not spoiling it, T Bird. Do you know what he, do? You know right, mean tweets sure. I'll get if I'm spoiling uh, seasons for people? Yeah. No, I know, but. No, but I'm only doing that because when I start talking about the Amazing Race and she says she hadn't yeah, seen it, you're like, don't jo- spoil it, don't I was spoil it, joking. So- <laughs> I, I think she knows how Eliza did on the Amazing Race. I, I do know how Eliza yeah. did, yes. yes I, I just don't joking. know how it played oh. out or what it looked like. I don't, I don't have the details yet, but hopefully sometime soon I'll get them. Yeah. Well, Amy, I figured you knew this because I was, are you on Twitter? Because I thought I found you on Twitter because you, it looked like you and you had a thousand fo- over a thousand followers and you were following one person, one <laughs> Eliza. Oh, that was it. Cute. So I 
Roxy, you're, y'all were pretty close. Well, the thing close. is, is she probably talked me into getting a Twitter account, and I, like, I don't have a computer. My my whole thing in life is the more time you spend in front of a screen, the less time you're a human being. Like, I just don't want to sit in front of a screen. I it just doesn't interest me. And having Twitter would put my face interacting even more. Facebook and Instagram is enough. I can't handle can't handle anymore. So I think I I turned it on for like a weekend when I was with Eliza. She mm-hmm. showed me how to do it, and then I never used it again. <laughs> yeah, she was an early adopter. That she was. And she followed. Yeah, she was on uh, one. She was one of the first. Well, she's just amazing when it comes to social media. That girl, I got a lot to say about her. She's a smart cookie. That one. Mm-hmm. Hey, so Amy, I want to ask you something. It's it's a little bit. It's a sensitive subject, but I I kind of want to go in a couple directions. And um, in nineteen ninety six, you had a pretty. You know, you had a tragic year and then you had an exciting year professionally. Personally, you had a tragic year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was that, when I that. guess you were in Playboy. You were in Playboy in 1996 and yep. your brother passed in 1996. So it's like I said, a, a high and, and then the lowest of the absolute low. Um, so. How has that been? How was that year for you with everything that was going on and all the changes in your life, you know, professionally and getting through that? Um, yeah, gosh, there's no really no way to even. Yeah. What do you do? You just survive, <laughs> literally just survive going through something like that. Like Playboy was so much fun and so exciting. And my little brother was really cute about that. I mean, he was an 18 year old boy and his sister was in Playboy. So all of his friends thought he was the coolest guy in the world. So for his homecoming parade, they made a, a float for me and his his friends and he snuck me into the parade, the homecoming parade, <laughs> which he was really proud. It was kind of oh, cute. Sweet. Um, yeah, it was just funny. I mean, it was so- just fun stuff. And then, yeah, in, uh, then we lost him and oof, that was tough. Both him and his best friend were killed by a drunk driver. Um, so that was really obviously... Like I only have one regret in life and it's like not finding my little brother that night. That's it. That's it. I don't have any other regrets really. And it changes your world, changes Mm -hmm. everything obviously, but it also makes you able to relate to people on a different level. Like now my love for Tina is so different after she like watching parents lose children is the most devastating thing. I think you can see Mm -hmm. and being able to understand and relate to that it's nice to have people around you that do understand it and do um, remember and want to talk about him. Like my little brother, Kyle is the coolest guy in the world and his friends still call me. He was, he would have been 40 this year and his friends still call me on his birthday and still call me on the day that he was killed and still stay in touch with me and invite me to their weddings. And so he was that cool of a kid that his friends still stay in touch and every year doesn't get easier. Um, you just figure out how to, how to make the best of it. And yeah, yeah, that was a tough time. Sure, you carry those the special memories. Yeah, thank you for sharing that uh, story with us. And and uh, that I, I know that your your mom was uh, in, very involved with. Uh, you know, advocating against uh, drunk driving. Does she still do any work with that? So my mom took the car that my little brother was killed in and his, his best friend, Ryan. Um, 
she took the car to different high schools and she did talks about drinking and driving and explained what it was for her and how it's affected her and the people around her. And she really had a powerful impact on a lot of young kids. I got to read all the letters that they wrote to her and it was just amazing the amount of people that she touched. She's such a beautiful woman. My mom, oh my God. And I think she did it for about 10, 15 years. And then she, no, it was probably about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then she just couldn't do it anymore. She yeah. just couldn't do it anymore. The kid who, who drove the car off the side of a mountain, his parents threatened to sue my mom for using his name. And it was just like, <laughs> wait, what? And she just couldn't, she just couldn't do it anymore. She, she felt like she'd done her mission and she was done. And so she had the car crushed into obliteration and sent it away and was done with it. She felt like she'd done her, her mission work. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. I, I'd gone and, and watched her do a few of her talks, and she's just such a strong and powerful woman. I feel lucky to be her kid, for sure. Are you able to see your mom and dad much? Do you do you get back to Colorado with Bianca? Do y'all get back, or do your parents come over to New Zealand? Well, what's great is my parents have come here, I think, every year for at least a month. Last year, it was two months. I just spent two months with my mom and dad in Colorado and then Australia. And then we went up to a family reunion in Washington. So I still spend actually quite a bit of time with them. And now I spend 24 hours a day with them when I see them. So it's, Mm -hmm. I probably get to see them now more than I did when I was living in golden. So yeah, I treasure every second I get to my dad's 81 now. And we just did a, a flight out to Australia with my mom, met my mom out there and just had the best time. They're such cool people. They love each other so much. Like riding around in a car with them is hilarious. They're constantly teaching each other things and challenging each other. And it's just, I feel really lucky to have parents that love each other so much and that are just good people. And I feel really lucky that I get to share that time with them because some people don't have that. Like some people don't have their parents. Some people don't have them together. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts in my life is my beautiful parents. I'll have to agree with you on that. And I know you're right, too. It's, it's amazing how you can live in the same city with your friends and relatives, but you don't see each other because you're so busy. So you make that time, like you said, a month here, a month there, and you do spend more time with somebody than you would if they were living in the same city. So that makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has played out. Okay. I, I, I miss the day to day stuff, like just going over and seeing them and, and that kind of stuff, just cause they're both so interesting, but I talk to them quite regularly and, and we do catch up a lot. So that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Um, Amy, how's Mikey B doing? Oh God. I just love him so much. He's become like my brother. Mm-hmm. He is one of the most resilient and kind and thoughtful human beings I've ever, I have so much love for that man. And then he's just married this super cool girl and had a baby. And yeah, I, I do not have one bad word to say about that man. He lost both of his parents Mm -hmm. in quite a short period of time. And I did a seven week tour with him, um, with his ATM business and The man is so positive and so uplifting and just so much fun. Like you can't help but love him. Yeah, he he's, is a lot of fun. I used to see him a lot around LA and uh yeah, he's a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. He's I talk to him 
more than I talk to my older brother now. And he is probably one of my biggest support systems because being on the other side of the planet, away from all your friends and all your family. And like, I don't have those lifelong connections here Mm -hmm. and having them back home and having the support that, you know, I can call him any time of day and night and he's there for me. He shows up for me. It's been, it's been challenging being here on my own. I've like, I'm, I'm a happy and excited person, but I found myself like getting depressed and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't get depressed. That's just like, not in my genes, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I found myself having moments where I just doubt myself and it's like, who am I? And I just call up Mikey B and it's like, oh, never mind. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of all the beautiful things in life. I'm going to and- call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, what's the best thing about living in New Zealand? Um, gosh. So the best thing I've found is learning about the culture because my wife is Maori, um, indigenous people to here in Aotearoa, Aotearoa, New Zealand. And I work with young people. Um, I work with American exchange students. I work with juveniles in prison. I work with kids here from New Zealand and I'm actually now helping facilitate teaching them, educating them on the culture which is really interesting. Some white girl from America is, is helping educate about the indigenous culture of, of New Zealand. And I feel really lucky. I feel really lucky. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't like to be quiet, but this is, there's situations now where I feel like I'm learning so much that I am quiet and I pay attention and the customs, the traditions and the importance of your ancestors is so beautiful and so powerful. And to see a community and a culture like coming back from so much devastation and being repressed and so many things taken away from them, their language, their traditions, their carvings, like being stolen from them and seeing how strong and resilient they are and and bringing all those things back with so much beauty and respect. It's, it's, just not many people get to experience something like that. And I feel, feel really, really, really lucky. I mean, you were talking about your relationship with Mikey B and how he lifts you up, you know, and it's, you know, the bonds that tie near or far last definitely last through the ages. But I wanted to tell you that I talked with a few of your um, the castaways that played with you. So I was going to mention a few things and see if you can tell me who you think said it about you. Oh, okay. You ready? All right. So this person described you as, let's see, beautiful, inside and out, loving, and loyal. Good luck narrowing it down. <laughs> um, Leanne, maybe? All right. I'll narrow it down. Let's take it Let's take it to Vanuatu. This, this is going to be Vanuatu. Oh, Twyla. All right. Then I'll Twyla tell you this. Said she said... She, that's right. right. She said she said that you were the best. Yeah, she said you're the best hugger ever. Mm. That she misses your hugs. She said I miss Amy very much. And she said tell Amy that one day our paths will cross again, and I'll get to see her beautiful smile and embrace her with a wonderful hug. Oh. Old times, my friend. Oh, T. So it's, it's like you said. Yeah, he mm. said that about about you. All right, here's the next one. This one said, you are sassy, sexy, 
and smart. Very mm. smart, she said. Oh, she said. Hmm. Um, God, I don't know who would say that. Maybe Julie? All right, how about this? She said, one of the really funny stories is when we all crawled across a pole on our bellies and ended up bruising our pubic bones. Oh, no. <laughs> That's still all the girls. So, yeah. um, Leanne pretty much tore off half of her chest on that, so I think she would have m- mentioned that. Oh, God, I don't know who would have said that. I don't know who said that. Scout. Scout. Oh, I should have known Scout by the word it. sassy. Mm. <laughs> Yep. All right, this is a, this is the last one, and I got to tell you, I think this is the best word ever to be. What an honor! This this particular person said you were magical. Wow, that's that's pretty strong. Magical, loving, and adventurous. And I think that word magical to describe you is a fantastic word. Oh, who do you think that is? What an is? honor! Yeah, I would say Julie said that. She did oh, not. well, hot dang. Um, magical. Who would say I'm, that seems like something Julie would say? Um, Eliza? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yes. And so Eliza, Eliza said it. It leaves you hanging. So, and also, you, don't, you don't know. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. And I, I probably asked the wrong person this, but, you know, I like everybody to give me a little story, some a story you know, about you or something fun to share. So she, Eliza, wanted me to ask you about the giant poop after your coffee reward in oh Vanuatu. <laughs> she said it's the, I know, I'm just telling you, that's what Eliza, Eliza said it's the funniest oh story ever. So there it is. Oh my God. That's your friend so- Eliza, your one, your one follower, <laughs> one person you're following said that. Um. Yeah, so. I don't know if coffee's a reward or not because it's pretty much like giving someone crack cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you guys like, had the reward, right? That it was like there, there was like some like coffee uh, pod maker, right? That there was like yeah, right, we, it was like some we got brand a stump delivered to our a stump delivered to our our camp, and it you plugged a coffee machine into it, and we had limitless coffee, and. Oh my God! It was Eliza and I couldn't sleep for the first two days we had it, and yeah, the 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 poop, the poop, because <laughs> coconuts are um, a laxative, so you're eating coconuts and coffee. So you can imagine it literally looked like after we went poop <laughs> that you were in a cow field, and I'm not exaggerating. It literally looked like a giant cow poop, and I was just like, I had her, I had to have her come over and look. I'm like, look at this, and she's like, No, I did the same thing. It just cleared everything out of you. Um, yeah, <laughs> coffee is not a reward. And I think the boys will tell you that chocolate cake is not a reward. Because I know that they, they got pretty pretty sick from that. I think at that point, all you really want are like crispy vegetables and maybe chicken, not coffee and chocolate cake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for the listeners, I just wanted that we're all survivors and we're comfortable talking about this kind of stuff because that's that's the kind of stuff that you talk about when you when you're on Survivor, okay? Oh, at night, at night yeah. we would have this thing called group poops. Yeah, where all the girls would go out because we were kind of you know a little bit scared, not really, but we're in another country, we don't know what's out there, so we would all go out together into this big like vine patch, 
with the palm trees above us. It was beautiful, actually. And we would all go into this vine patch and we'd have a group poop together and laugh and sing while we did it. It was pretty hilarious. Right. You know who went, who hasn't gone, how many days it's been for everybody. So, uh, yeah. And where they go and where you should not go. (laughs) Too much information. All right. (laughs) Tiver, anything else for Amy? All right. I've got just two more questions. You said, it's funny because you're talking about coffee. I think you said that the greatest job in the world that you ever had was a job at a coffee shop. Yeah. (laughs) I've had a few really great jobs. I worked on boats in the Caribbean, lived in St. Thomas for a year. I was the charitable director for a company that I helped build when I was 19. Like those jobs were great, but there was nothing like being the start of someone's day and being a barista. I had so much fun and I didn't just do it how people usually do it. I was ridiculous. I would have tutus and top hats day. I would have, Oh, I I think I did a day of mourning for the turkeys the day after Thanksgiving where I dressed every one of our staff in like all black and we wore nets over our face and we were very sad and mourning for the turkeys. We did good morning slaps for people. We were like, we made it fun. We just had fun. Some days we'd show up in our pajamas and drink mimosas and be slightly tipsy at work. And it's just like how you're starting someone's day. That's the first thing who doesn't look forward to their coffee. And then when you show up to get your coffee and it's exciting and fun and people are, want you to have the greatest day of your life and just like cheering you on that's what I love doing. I loved wishing people the best first thing in the morning and, and making people laugh. Like we did something ridiculous called Porn Cup Friday where I put very gentle, I mean, just naked pictures, but n- nothing too crazy on the bottom of people's coffee cups. And I didn't tell everyone. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you said porn or pour in cup. Uh, but no, yes. no, no, porn. It was porn. It was, it was like thing. a boob or something. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was just something totally inappropriate and probably get sued and put in jail for now. But, but people would go to their business meetings and all of a sudden there's like something inappropriate on the bottom of their cup and it just made people laugh. So those days people would come in and buy coffee and give it to their friends and just to see what would happen in their business meeting when they lifted up their cup to have a drink. And it was just so much laughter and so much like people really got connected with that. And And like when you know people's drinks, Yes. Yeah. Have some fun. Lighten up. It's just a Don't boob. take life so seriously. <laughs> come bud, on. Or, come, you on. Know. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that job. And my boss was cool because he let me get away with anything. Well, you probably brought in a lot of revenue to the to the business, I would imagine, with that attitude. Well, I would hope so. I had a lot of fun and, and I think people like to be around fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun, did you ever go to the Playboy Mansion? Did you ever meet Hugh Hefner? <laughs> That's a funny question. Yeah, um, yes, I went to the year that I was in Playboy. I went to the Playmate of the Year party and went to the mansion and experienced that, which was really interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> not a lot to say. I, I got in a fight with Chachi. What's his name? Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. Yeah. yeah. Apparently we were both flirting with the same girl and he didn't, he didn't appreciate that I was moving in on his territory. It's pretty funny. And she ended up telling him to beat it and he, he didn't like that. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and yeah, cool place. And he was in his PJs like he always is, was, and yeah, it's good times. T-Bird, you've never been there, right? That's a pretty cool story right there. No, I've not. 
But what a cool story she just told us. Yeah. I thought we were going into the Johnny Fairplay. Jo- uh, right? We were going. Yeah. <laughs> what a great memory that that's got to be for you to have among all the other things, you know, that you've done. Well, I think one of the best things about Survivor, as we all know, are the charity events that we get to do. Mm-hmm. Like Give Kids the World has been so amazing. And we used to do one at Cocoa Beach and just so many powerful um, charity events that we get to be a part of. And I feel like that's been one of the biggest things that's come out of Survivor besides friendships is the ability to like help people and, and, and stand for something. And I think that's one great thing that the survivor, all the survivor cast have, have done and have participated in, in charity events. And I really like that that comes along with the package as you now get to not only see each other, because I've met most of the survivor cast through that, but you get to help kids and people in need and that, that gift, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And when it started happening, I was like, yeah, this is, this is really special, a really special family that I belong to. Agree. I have to totally well, Amy, agree with thank you. Thank you for coming on and spending so much time with us that uh, you are you know, such a positive person. It's so nice to get to catch up and uh, get to hear about everything uh, that you're up to. You're so much fun. Oh, thanks. Well, if you guys are ever here in New Zealand, you got to look me up. Um, Ali was here and Benry was here and Sabrina was here. And just like by chance, I ended up getting to see them and taking them on a tour of, of the little island I live on. It's right outside of Auckland. So if any of the Survivor family out there is coming to New Zealand, make sure you look me up because I would love to host you and and show you around while you're here. Okay. And Amy, I know you don't do a lot of stuff like this, so I really appreciate you making some time to talk to us. Are you kidding, Rob? You're like, you're like the king. I'm not going to say no to the king. <laughs> seriously. And I have to tell you, you have the best hype woman ever. I know. She, uh, T-Bird is, uh, she's, she's, she's another uh, positive one. What the actual? She calls me up and, and I just all of a sudden felt like queen of the universe, the thing she was saying to me. I'm like, yeah, Rob knows what he's doing. He's got best hype chick he could possibly have just so loving and upbeat and positive and yeah so well done my friend you hear that t-bird thank you so much i from the first from the first conversation i had with her i felt like i'd known her forever so amy thank you so much i know why you have so many fans and your fans are going to be so excited to hear from you and you wishing people the best thing in the morning making people laugh you're a delight, and I wish I had the word magical to use for you, but Eliza's already, you know, she's already gotten that word, so I'm just going to say you're, you're sunshine, and Aww. thank you so much, and I feel, I feel blessed now, and I feel like I know you. Well, we got to have one of those hugs that Twilight was talking about. They really are. You got you to hug people tight and long, yes. and it's so important, so I can't wait for, for our hug. Okay. Amy, thank you again, okay? All the best. Thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate it. And have a great day, both of you. Take care, Amy. Bye. All right, bye. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Hope to meet Bianca soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right, T-Bird. There you have it. Amy Cusack. Don't call her Cusack. Yes. Cusack. Cusack. Yeah, like like John Cusack Cusack. and Joan Cusack. Right. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. Gosh, All right. T Bird, and don't go. Be, that was great. Yeah, don't, that was so good. Don't go trying Amy's coffee cup trick on any of your Delta flights, okay? I don't want to see you <laughs> lose your job <laughs> when you're handing out drinks. I was thinking, to what a great idea. Yeah, try to brighten somebody's day. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. Don't do it, T Bird. Don't act like you know me, Rob. <laughs> right, I know. I know it. I know it. No, that was okay, a really so, good. That was a really good one, T Bird. Before we close this out. Yeah. It was good. She, what a likable, likable, likable person. Yeah. Don't you just feel like you just, she's so, she's so warm. Yeah, I, she's so open and warm and just, just likable. I had never really spoken to her at length before. So I'm glad that we uh, got the chance to do that. Yeah, me too. Okay. This is the last thing. We'll finish it up here. Before there was Bryce Isaiah's awesome, fantastic Zaddy calendar with some of her hot survivor brothers. We saw a few of our Survivor sisters on the cover of some magazines, scantily clad mm-hmm. and looking all that. So, Rob, this is your this is your final okay. question of the day. Can you name any of these? Can you name any of these OG girls that graced some of these magazines okay. early on? So now, I'm mentioning this since, okay, so- since Amy was in. Playboy. I got it. I got it. Um, so uh, what's the game? Am I giving you the survivor? Or are you giving me the magazine? And I'm, and I'm telling you who was on the cover. Um, I- I'm going to first let you. You're usually so good about getting all of it. You tell me. OK, give me the magazine and then let me guess the survivor. You- give me the publication. OK, OK, OK. OK, Playboy. September 2001. Jerry Manthe. Yes, that was right. Okay, now, Stun Magazine. Stun? February, March, to Stun Magazine. February, March, 2003. Now, I'll tell you this. What's the name of the magazine there again? There was three <laughs> Stun, S-T-U-N. Stun? <laughs> i heard of this magazine. Stun. You're going to have to pull this up to see the cover. Okay. Stun, yeah, Stun magazine. magazine. Okay. There were three. They're on the cover. There were three survivor. There were three survivor girls. OGs. And there were four more on there from Amazing Race and Temptation Island. But I just want you to name the three lookers. And I'll tell you this. Two of them were on my season. Um... Okay, Stun Magazine. Uh, I'll say uh, Kim Powers, uh, Kelly Goldsmith, and Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones, yes, from Marquesas. Sarah Jones from Marquesas. Kim Powers from Africa. You know, Kelly G was not on Stun Magazine. One other girl from Africa. No. Oh, no. Jesse Camacho. You're gonna know this when I when you know this. Sh- yes, okay. Jess. Okay. No. Jesse Camacho, Kim Powers, and Sarah Jones. Can't believe uh, it is. It looks good too. You got to put it up. Stun magazine out of publication, T Bird. I can't believe they didn't make it. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> Google it. Okay. My husband says Google it. Okay, now two more, two more, two more. All right, August two thousand three. Playboy. Uh, well, that would be uh, Jenna and Heidi. Yes. 
Okay, last one. Well, after your reaction to Stun Magazine, this one is Stuff. Yeah. S-T-U-F-F. Stuff Magazine. August 2004. August. I I believe uh, that Amber Mariano Burkich, or I guess you say Burkich Mariano. uh, That's my guess. And she looks fantastic too. She's beautiful. Hey, she yes, would. you you did great. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Simba. Rob, I'm impressed. Now that one, I thought me it might be a little tricky for you, but I go. I guess you know your girly magazines now, don't you? Well, uh, I need to talk to Nicole. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were going to... T-Bird, for the record, I thought the game was also going to be like, okay, good housekeeping, uh, August uh, 2006. Uh, like, I didn't know it was going to be all, like, uh, hot girl magazines. Well, I know, but that's what Amy... I mean, Amy was on... I mean, she was on Playboy way before Survivor was even a thought in her head. Right. I mean, she went to the Playboy Mansion. Yes. Little Sachi almost got beat up by Amy. Yes. I might have been on Amy. Yes. Was that who she said, Sachi? Chachi. Scott Bayos. Mm-hmm. Charles in Charge. A, yeah. I mean, Ch- Charles in Charge. Okay. What a great story. <sighs> that was a great story. Worth worth the price of admission right okay. there. All right. T-Bird, anything else you want to talk about today? No, listen, keep the suggestions coming. I'm I'm working as hard as I can and get these these uh favorite survivors in here and we're doing good so far. Series 10. Okay. Congratulations on 10 episodes, T-Bird. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for approving my list. Okay. All right. I had to bring that up. T-Bird. <laughs> Great job once again. Of course, you could follow at T-Bird Cooper. Let T-Bird know who to add to her three-page list. Now, how big is the font on the, like, are you writing in, like, giant letters on this three pages? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, I was wondering if you are going to ask me that. Okay, it's like school, it's a notebook paper, like school paper. And I just go, I've got... I go every other line, but I do one column all the way down, and then on the other side of the page... So that's, hold it. I'm going to just look right now because I've got, I keep it right beside me so I can jot one down whenever it comes up. Oh, you know what I, I meant to say to um, Amy and I forgot? After I after I kept looking at her, at her picture and, and talking to her, do you know who I think she reminds me of so much? Who? You probably won't guess it. Annette Benning. Okay. Annette Benning. She just reminded me of Annette Benning for some reason. Obviously, a younger Annette Benning. But okay, so look, I'm gonna count them right now: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen times two, thirty-four on the first page, thirty-four on the second page. Different names. I've got, and then the, I'm on my third page on the first column. So I've got like almost forty-something names. That's a lot. And most of these are, they're all OGs. They're all from the early seasons. And then, like I said, um, I just put little stars by them once they're telling me, I mean, you know, I've got a few here with, you know, quite a few stars. And Amy was one of them. She is the one that people had, had mentioned to me a few times. And most people will actually give me not just one name. They'll give me two or three. And so. Okay. T-Bird, great job once again. I know we're coming up on the Survivor season, but we still got some more talking with T-Bird to go. So uh, great job all summer long, T-Bird. 
Thank you, Rob. Okay. I enjoyed it. Enjoy talking to you always. Thank you so much. Always a thrill, of course. Uh, thanks to the patrons of Rob Has a Podcast who make all of this Survivor podcasting possible. Find out more about everything we're doing behind the scenes at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. T-Bird, uh, great work. And as always, we will go out with the musical stylings of my co-host, the great hype lady of RHAP, Teresa T. Bird Cooper. If you stay here and listen, your life won't ever be the same. Cause we're talking with T. Bird now. This T. Bird you Always. This episode of Robin's Podcast is sponsored by True Car. Every car comes with a share of stories like that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, that luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you save by riding your bike all summer long. And while you can't put a price tag on your stories now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or to trade it in. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details just pop up. Then answer a few questions, navigation and moonroof. Watch as they bump up your car's value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you'll know how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you could take to a local certified dealer to cash out or to trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer is not available in all areas.